When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before, and we read their scripts. Today, fan scripts. We are back. We are doing some fan scripts. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, we got three fan scripts. Wanted to get to four, but we ran out of recording time. We got three incredible fan scripts. We have Jerry Maguire, we have The Notebook, and we have Pulp Fiction, and they're so much fun. I want to give a shout out to the folks who wrote these, uh, Cassie for your script here of The Notebook, Courtney for your Pulp Fiction script, and I just, I could not find the original email from the Jerry Maguire script, so if it's yours, please hit me up. But we're doing fan scripts. If you want your script on, we're going to start doing these regularly again, info at neverseenitshow.com. Uh, send it over there. If you have sent it and we haven't done it before, you want to resend it, that is fine. Because my email is disorganized. I'm not great with these things. Uh, but it's fan scripts day. Fans have never seen movies, but they rewrote them and we read their scripts. I'm joined by Bailey Norton and Tyler Jackson, two friends of the podcast, and just kill it. They kill it. It's so much fun. This is a great time. I want to let you guys know if you are in Los Angeles or planning on it, on September 15th, I am running uh, my show, Hard to Say, the comedy show about trigeminal neuralgia, chronic pain, my brain disease, brain surgery, suicide, all these fun things. I, I'm putting that up again September 15th at the Elysian Theater. Find me on Instagram or Twitter at Kyle Ayers for the info there. Um, it's kind of going to become my focal point for a little bit is going to be doing this show. Uh, I, it is a gratifying show to do. It is hard um, and heavy, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I like putting it up and the feedback that I get, it, it makes me feel good. And, um, it's not, it, it's fun and funny and exciting. And I just, anyways, this is going to, so I'm going to be focusing on this, maybe even a little more than regular stand up here for a while. Hard to say is that the Elysian, it would just mean the world to me if, if you could make it, it, it um, September 15th. It's a Friday. It's going to be, I think, 730. We're going to have a special guest open the show. And I just, uh, I feel good about it. And despite being in a, a pretty significant amount of 
pain fairly frequently, I'm finding this to be a meaningful out, outlet doing this show. And it, it's, it's much different than it even was last time I did it in L.A. So if you were there for that, the show is very different now. It's going to be different every time. Um, but thank you. Uh, anyways, I've gone on enough about that. When tickets are available, I'll be posted on my Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Ayers uh, at the Elysian Theater September 15th. Please come. Tell a L.A. friend about it. It. I, I really, really want and need to get people to the show. I think it, it, it's going to be something. Um, anyways, fan scripts, so much fun. I mean, these are killer. I, 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 We had a blast reading these. I hope you enjoy the episode. Primary Hey everybody, this has Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite... F- I almost said fan scripts. I almost... <laughs> this far in, I fucked... You know what? It's fine. <laughs> this is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous... And it's... Well, famous and fans are almost the same. Famous, famous starts with the full word fan, and then just another N. Famous. Fa- yeah. Touching it. Yeah. I wish M was just called <laughs> double N. No, I don't. Interesting. In and a half. Is it a double entendre? Which just means entendre. (laughs) Anyways, this is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. But today, we are doing a fan script episode. Uh, Scripts have been submitted to me. I believe one of these is actually from 2017. So, uh, look, the inbox was dusty, which is is a double entendre, I believe. (laughs) For my penis. Oh. Oh. It's not. Call your penis the inbox? <laughs> the double M box. That's actually very feminist of you. That's oh, thank very you. progressive. You know, feminist is actually just femma double nist. <laughs> Fed double nist. Yeah. Feminist. Feminist. Yeah. yeah. Can't spell feminist without fans. Mm-hmm. Can't spell. Fe- mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got. But I have some fan scripts. Some are newer. I got some from 2022. I've got four fan scripts. These were submitted, written by you, the listener. Maybe probably not you in particular. But maybe but you. O- o- but potentially you. But the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> uh, uh, Hunger Games: Catching Fire Part Two. Um, they're all fan scripts of the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. I. I'm in heaven. I would love that. I oh my lo- god, the Hunger Games. Suzanne Collins, the Hunger Games series holds up. It is the books. The books. Phenomenal. I I I thought that the I remember watching the movies. And I was like, maybe this will be like Harry Potter because the last part they split into two as mm-hmm. well. And I thought that the first part of the last part of Harry Potter was fine, but the very last one was real good. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Hunger Games. I'm like, oh, this penultimate one is pretty good. Yeah. And then the last one was like the worst thing I've ever. I was like, is this a? Am I being pranked? Uh. <laughs> Dang, I don't remember. I don't remember how they split it up. In half. Oh. <laughs> part one was an hour long. And part two part was two one was post credit <laughs> scene <laughs> where Samuel Jackson comes in and recruits Katniss. I don't know how I feel about the whole dividing movies into two parts things. It's just so all over the place. I think it's a good now. way to make more money off the same idea. Yeah, yeah that's I so guess. true. All right. So uh, anyways, we'll be right back with part two of this episode. <laughs> I divide this episode up oh into four parts. <laughs> I have four scripts submitted to me here. Um, I, where's that Hunger Games uh, prequel coming out? Is that based on a book? Or is that just totally, no, no. totally, um, just only a movie? I think it's only a movie. There was like a separate book of like short stories set in the world, I think. Oh, really? I don't know. Does it? The Thirsty Games? The, this is like that's their dating the app. origin of the Hunger Games, though, right? Like mm-hmm. Peter, yeah. Peter Dinklage is. 
I, I mean, I guess that there's no Mr. way. Mr. Hunger. He's, <laughs> <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> He's Jason Schwartzman is Tony Games. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the first purge of Hunger Games movies. <laughs> I I really hope the Hunger Games is like Peter Dinklage is in a room and he's like. Listen to the whole pitch before you judge me. <laughs> He's like, we fight them all. And they're like, what? Don't worry, we can make it into, uh, at least you know how it works out. They do it forever. Yeah. Like, no matter yeah. what happens in this movie, you know it keeps going. Yeah, their crazy plan, it just might work. <laughs> I hope at the end, Katniss is born. <laughs> I hope they do what they do in, like, every prequel ever made where they just have some scene that's so fucking insufferable where they like introduce the main character from like the th like the trilogy that you know right. like in the yeah. hobbit it ends with like uh thorin or whatever going up to legolas and being like i have a friend i think you will like to meet his name is aragorn i think you will get along yeah and, and it, that's how it ends i would love it if the uh, hunger games prequel is called fantastic kids and where to fight them <laughs> uh, they get sued uh, uh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Like the Fantastic Beasts kind of just turned into like uh, 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 um, Dumbledore references. Yeah, it was almost like the fans wrote in how what, how they wanted Dumbledore to behave, and then they yeah. watch the movie. They're like, I guess we we we're not that good at making movies on Twitter. <laughs> one tweet at a time. Yeah. Not gay enough. <laughs> Make him gayer. I, I I did think Dumbledore as a turf was a little much. Um, <laughs> I thought it was weird that he outwardly said that. Yeah, I'm in a turf. the 30s in the magic world. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, just want to let you know I'm a turf. Uh, <laughs> I do love the Johnny Depp turned other guy. Mads, yeah. Mads Mickelson. Is that who it was? Yeah. That's a close enough face, I guess, actually. <laughs> Mads Mickelson has maybe the sharpest, most angular face. In Hollywood. Yeah, he really looks like uh, if Tim Burton drew Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> I was even, I'm so dumb. I'm like, he even had the same scar, but I bet that was the character. <laughs> I bet they could have filmed, fixed that in some sort of pre or post production situation <laughs> where they cut Mad's face because he had to keep drinking or he would die. Um, anyways, these are fan scripts. Uh, uh, we're going to do four of them today. So we may not have like a full on. You know, our ep, but I like the fan scripts. I have a lot of them submitted. You can always submit them at info at neverseenitshow.com as long as I remember that DreamHost password, that email will be available. <laughs> uh, info at neverseenitshow.com. I know I got a lot of scripts in there, and a lot of them are really fun. A lot of them are very long. Some of them <laughs> are not as fun, but they're fun sure. to read, and I like to do them. I have not, I'll basically, I'll glance through. Yeah. And you can glance through pretty quickly, and you can notice like, uh, uh, Oh, we don't say that word. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I move those to the bin called nah. Um, but then the rest <laughs> of them remain in the yeah bin. And there's a lot in there. I just, it's hard to get to them. I can't remember which ones we've done. <laughs> I need to like, we've done a bunch of fan episodes, but it's been a long time. So I don't think we've done any of these. We may have. I'm sorry if we have and you're listening, but I'm not as sorry as I thought. I would be <laughs> when I started that sentence. <laughs> Um, so much has changed. So are we to assume that the fans that have written these scripts have not seen these movies? That is the hopefully the assumption. Okay. It's on our um, so so these are written by fans who have not seen the movies and wrote what they figure probably happens in it most likely. Mm. This first one is written by Courtney. I think first names are probably okay. I don't want to know how much information sure. I want to give out, uh, but uh, their email is at the bottom left corner. If you guys I need it. See it, this one's written by Courtney, who has never seen Pulp Fiction. 
I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Courtney for the character list. Wow. Um, I will not reveal the characters, but I will say this. Uh, uh, Tyler, you will be the first and okay. third character, and Bailey, you will be the second and fourth character. Fantastic. And um, I think that that sounds pretty good, right? I think it will say their name as they go in. I, I, is man, <laughs> guy... Is man the same as, as person, I assume? I, I got to figure that's them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're the, man, but you have to... Uh, man. Yes. All right. So how do, so <laughs> Courtney has never seen Pulp Fiction. Have you both seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Yes. I figured. <clears throat> um, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's so one of the good. ones that you're like, this, let's keep going. That one's great. It's a joy. Start to finish. You can corner me at a party and talk to me about how it's good. <laughs> um, here we go. Pulp Fiction as never seen by Courtney... A fan of never seen it, at least when they sent me this. <laughs> Things could have changed. <laughs> Scene one, interior, day. A room that is poorly painted by your roommates who messed up enough for them to say, hey, good enough. Tommy Wiseau and Samuel L. Jackson walk into the room wearing very nice suits and holding guns. Mm -hmm. There's a man tied down to a chair. Hey, man, I heard there's a secret dance at a hipster <laughs> speakeasy tonight. That's a good tonight. Samuel L. Jackson. I'll give you that. <laughs> I heard there's a secret dance at a hipster speakeasy tonight. <laughs> Tell us the password. Uh, what's it to you anyways? Okay, this is Samuel L. Jackson. I just want you to know. So we can post it on our Instagram so everyone knows <laughs> that we know where unique and interesting things are happening. I don't know the password, okay? All I did was the promotional posters on InDesign for the guy running the show. <laughs> So you could tell us where to find the guy? <laughs> You'll have to find him on your own. Does he look like a bitch? What? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Courtney. Are you sure you haven't seen this? Why are you being so aggressive, man? <laughs> I said, does he look like a bitch? I'm pretty sure that's sexist. Whatever, man. There's only one thing left to do now. Are you going to kill me now? Tommy Wiseau and Samuel L. Jackson don't respond. They simply lift up. Their guns to his head. No, please don't. I, I don't want to die. Once their guns have reached the man, I assume to be Steve Buscemi's head. This is such an incredibly wrong detail. <laughs> 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 like, I know it's that's the point, but it's so funny because it's such a specific guess. Yeah. And for pretty much any other director, it's like 60-40 that it would be Steve Buscemi. But I, I don't think he's been anything except Reservoir Dogs. For him. But this know. is like a very Steve Buscemi. But in Pulp Fiction, this is just a guy. <laughs> this is like not. Anyways, once the, the their guns have reached the man, I assume to be Steve Buscemi. Buscemi? Buscemi? Buscemi. Buscemi's head. They pivot to a three-quarters profile away from the man and hold their pose with their guns in the air like they're about to shoot somebody. Um, What are you doing? I'm over here. We're posing so white dudes can wear this image on shirts for years and consider themselves knowledgeable in film. I like you, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great line. I love this. I, I don't know, man. All these movies seem like a way for the director to figure out his own definition of masculinity that he couldn't discover for himself in mm. his early years of development. Yes. I think you're giving him way too much credit. Shut up! 
<laughs> scene two, interior night. And scene. <laughs> Ana- anachronistic touches of a hipster and modern day speakeasy. Art deco lines the walls, but the booths and the jukebox look like they're from the 1950s. It says the 50s, I'm assuming 19. It makes no sense. <laughs> it looks like they're from the 1650s. It's a big crank thing with the Andrew Bird size. Okay. It all makes no sense, but neither do these movies, and hipsters love them both. Uma Thurman sits at a booth drinking a milkshake and 50s-style glass with a red and white striped paper straw. You know, for the environment. Mm-hmm. That's good. Quentin's very poor. I feel like he probably hates paper. And yeah. In the middle is a dance floor where people are dancing, <laughs> taking pictures of themselves. Tommy Wiseau, now with a ponytail, walks up to the booth and sits across from her. Samuel Jackson's around somewhere. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> My name isn't Mark. I don't have a name. This is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Nobody is going to care if I have a name. All they know is that guy is totally obsessed with my feet, for better or for worse. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have trouble finding the place? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. The guy <laughs> I came with was following Google Maps. Google. This is Maps. a performance for the ages on yeah. this. Part. I now <laughs> want to set up the cameras and I know. start over. A little <laughs> snap of Tyler. Uma Thurman is pensive and quiet as she looks off at the hipsters dancing. Mm. <laughs> what is it? This is the part where I say something about people are the most, wait. This is the part where I say something about people are the most comfortable with each other when they can sit in absolute silence with one another. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wanna dance? Sure, but only if we are completely serious the whole time and don't smile because I'm moody and that makes me mysterious. Tommy was so not in agreement. Uma Thurman takes one last sip of her milkshake. Thank you. You're welcome. That's going to save me a lot of money in post <laughs> going to YouTube. They get up time. and hit the dance floor. The, the really awesome song, The Black Eyed Peas Sampled, starts playing. They <laughs> dance weird. Kind of good weird, but also kind of bad weird. The camera spins around them. They may be having fun. Unsure because they don't smile the whole time. <laughs> they continue to dance until Uma Thurman starts to choke. She can't breathe. She's looking around confused. Oh, that's wrong. I'm allergic to... Peanuts. The camera. Tommy was so slowly turning into like a the com- combination of the villains from Rocky and Bullwinkle, <laughs> like that, that couple put together. The swiftly, the camera swiftly moves to show the specials chalkboard by the bar that says in big letters, "Boozy Peanut Butter Pretzel Milkshake." <laughs> she slowly falls to the ground. She's losing oxygen. Samuel Jackson walks over to his friend's side. What happened? I swear I did not hit her. What? She's having an allergic reaction. <laughs> I'll go check for an EpiPen. Samuel L. Jackson runs off camera to conveniently find an EpiPen we'll just assume was in <laughs> Uma Thurman's purse. He hands it to Tommy. Thanks, man. Now what do I do with this? You jabber with it, man. Hurry. Tommy was so looks her over for a second, confused. He stabs her in the boob. Not just anywhere, man. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> it works. Uma Thurman starts to breathe again. Her eyes flicker. What? What happened? I swear someone is going to pay for this. I'm going to get back at the guy who put this whole secret event together and put you in this position. There's no need for that. Why is that? Because I'm the guy who put this event together. So he did look like a bitch. (laughs) Fade out. End scene.
Courtney has, um, uh, it seems like, only had experience with Pulp Fiction in, via uh, dorm room poster format. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Or mm-hmm. talked to yeah. by the one person who had a fake ID freshman year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This reeks of that. Because there are some lines that are from that. I recall from right? the poster, yeah, from the poster, from the, from the, yeah. But she definitely <laughs> had the three quarter low angle shot of, of Tommy Wiseau, which yeah. I believe is Travolta's Scientology name, and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I know she got stabbed with a needle with something in yeah. it, I don't yeah. know the context for it. <laughs> it's, I I like the insistence that the movie is like deathly serious, <laughs> yeah. Um. Not to sound, you know, like a huge Tarantino stand, but I find his movies very unserious most of the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this movie is very, very much very funny. I would say I'm trying to think which one is most serious. Mm. Uh, I mean, probably like uh, like Jackie Brown. Maybe maybe? Jackie Brown. Maybe Reservoir Dogs. Although it like opens with like a six minute podcast <laughs> about tipping like <laughs> it's it's tough because they are so so funny yeah mm-hmm. there's just like actual physical borderline slapstick in a lot of them yeah i think my favorite of his is uh inglorious bastards yeah, that's my it's certainly too. the one i've i've watched the most it's just so good and so mm-hmm. fun um and kind of, i mean it's, but you're going to tell me ways. Christoph Waltz smoking a <laughs> cartoon pipe is not supposed to be a little bit funny? It's definitely like it's so funny. funny. And he pulls yeah. out the massive pipe. Yeah. A, a not in a cartoon you would be like, well that is you can't feasibly smoke out of that. It could be like a an animal smoking it and you would still be like that's not feasible. Yeah. I got this from Bugs Bunny. I think that's what makes when his stuff gets tense it's so good because you're like you're laughing at Christoph Waltz smoking this giant pipe, and then you realize it's like the most serious possible situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel like people that maybe aren't on board with like seeing Tarantino movies should watch like the first 10 minutes of Inglorious Bastards. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's as good as someone will make opening. anything. Yeah, it, it's um, so good. And I get that they are. A, a, it is one of the examples. It's like trying to get someone to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. You're like, you gotta just pretend no one's talked to you about this yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I totally, totally understand not having seen it. As, and it's he's kind of Tarantino, like, is an overwhelming person to jump into. Um, it's very, just look, there's a lot of them. They're long. Yeah. It's specific. Tone is very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Death Proof is the most serious one. Ooh. Uh, I loved that. I went and saw that for the Grindhouse double feature thing. It was so much fun. That's so much fun. You got to love a guy who's buying up all these old movie theaters and keeping them open in yeah. theory. Well, I'll see <laughs> when uh, uh, the Vistas actually open again. Yeah. Um, but kind of nailed it. I think Courtney got yeah. a lot from the dorm posters. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we scanned the dorm poster into chat GPT, <laughs> but it like has a personality I or got something this. to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, real quickly, we're going to do a game here about Pulp Fiction, a very quick oh, game. Can I, can I say that I really enjoyed that she referred to Miserloo from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack as that one cool song that the Black Eyed Peas sampled? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was you can depend detail. on, you can kind of gauge someone's age, whether they say that or like that really hard song <laughs> from Guitar Hero um, or just the name of the song, <laughs> the surfing song. <laughs> you know, the one that's like, yeah, the old fast pick and surf song. That's so crazy. That's the first time I knew what song was being referenced. I've never heard it. We'll all play it in its entirety on here. Spinoff podcast. I'm like, I know exactly what song it is now, and I was like. By the Black Eyed Peas. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's their original version of "Let's Get It Started." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they just say uh -oh. the R word over and over yeah. again, and <laughs> it was number one song. That was this century. That was yeah. barely not this decade. No, that was like mm -hmm. five minutes ago. Yeah, because we just got done listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Here's what we want to do in in uh, um, ode to this movie. We're going to play a little round of uh, build the perfect movie. I don't Sweet. have my um, music set up, so you guys have to know. It. So we're going to actually, uh, but this is just going to be the discrepancy version of build the perfect movie. I need you guys to both tell me how uh, the the difference between the critics and the audience score mm. of the Rotten Tomatoes for Pulp Fiction. So they're not exactly the same. What is the difference in the percentage? between the critics and the audience score. And if um, somehow we need a tiebreaker, it'll be you telling me which one's higher, audience or critics. Hmm. So we're giving you the percentage, the number. You're giving me like the, the difference. Like if, if, if audience said it's 100 and the critics said it's 30, okay. you'd be telling me the 70 is the difference. Okay. I want to say 7% difference. 7%? Yeah. I'm going to say like 5%. 5%? Critics gave Pulp Fiction a 92%. Mm -hmm. Audience gave it a 96%. So 4%. Oh my Narrow God. W for Tyler. Yeah. 250,000 ratings for the audience. Only 116 for critics. There weren't, you know. Yeah. I guess there are fewer. <laughs> movies now, there's like a thousand critics reviewing every single movie. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this many of you had this to say, like, about Prey <laughs> or whatever. Um, or Flamin' Hot has this many more reviews uh. than Pulp Fiction, which it does. It has 100 more reviews than Pulp Fiction. That's funny. Um, all right. Well, we're going to be right back, and then we'll get into the rest of the scripts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, passing out this next one. This one here, you mind passing that down? I don't remember who wrote this one. They, they, there's no title page. <laughs> Wait, did I not give it, did I give everyone enough pages? Uh, I don't know. How do we know that? I don't think I have this set up right. One, two, three, 
four, five. Everyone should have six pages. I have four. What pages do you need? I Two and three? Three and four. Three and, there's three and four. What pages do you need, Bailey? You need five and six? Yeah. Here's five and six. Thank you. All right, this is uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. So this All is right. Jerry Maguire. Similar time, right? Similar mm-hmm. time. It's like um, 96, I think. Something like some, that. Somewhere around there. Pre, we'll say uh, pre-radio Cuba Gooding Jr. There seemed to be a distinct change in his bookings <laughs> after he uh, got it started, if you will, in radio. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, when, I was like in middle school when radio came out, and I was like, what do we do? It felt weird. Yeah. I saw it multiple times. I love yeah. it. <laughs> radio? What, are you going to get yeah. a tattoo of a movie you haven't seen multiple times? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My that's, radio that's tramp a nice stamp. Radio tattoo, really. wow. It's a QR code that takes you to the stream of radio on Tubi. <laughs> That's um, your tattoo. You're like, God, if Tubi changes this URL, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Uh, <laughs> have you seen my uh, my powder foot tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my my I am Sam inner lip tattoo? <laughs> it just says I am Sam. Mojo, <laughs> well, what are you eating? Hey, hey. There can't possibly be food here. It's a studio floor. Can you lay down? Come here. Come here. Lay down. That's a good boy. All right, this is uh, Jerry Maguire. I, I let me see real quickly if I can find who wrote this. If only there was time ahead of this that I could have uh, figured this out. <laughs> um, really, really would have been a good. Well, nothing's loading in my email, so. Hmm. But that's There's okay. Five characters. Yeah. So this is Jerry Maguire. I'm sorry if if you did write this. Oh, maybe I found it. No, I didn't. Um. If you wrote this, I'm sorry that I don't have uh, uh, your name on here. That one's my apology. I just can't find the original fan script. I don't know how it even got on my thing. Okay. So a fan has never seen Jerry Maguire. I want to say this one was written by, if I have to assume who the fan is, Shohei Otani, Mm. um, (laughs) who I assume listens to the podcast. Mm. Uh, Tyler, if you'll be Jerry. Okay. Bailey, if you'll be Jerry's friend. Would love. Love that. I'll be... Actually, I'll be Jerry's friend. Will you be small boy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, um, Bailey, you be Renee Zellweger. Okay. And Tyler, you be Laurel. Laurel. I believe is named after that word we can't understand. So I'm Jerry and Laurel? Yeah. Okay. And I think that we're good. All right? All right. Here we go. Jerry Maguire, as never seen by, I'm so sorry that I couldn't find your original email. (laughs) Um, Interior, fancy booth at some sort of sport you bet on. (laughs) (laughs) At a sport. At sport bet on. (laughs) Jerry and friends of Jerry. (laughs) Sounds like a comedy show at Largo. Uh, This is Seinfeld's show at Largo. This is Jerry and friends of Jerry are sitting in a a booth betting on sports. I tell you, when my team wins, I am way happier than if my team loses. <laughs> am I Jerry's friend? Yeah, yeah. I am. I completely agree. Because if we win, we get all the money that we bet and some. Jerry gets extremely excited and pounces out of his chair. <laughs> Show me the money! <laughs> Woo! Jerry's friend is noticeably startled and reaches his arm out to calm Jerry. Uh, we don't. We don't have it yet. <laughs> Our team has to win the game first, and, and then we might have the money, but... We might not. 
and we have to be okay with that. <laughs> I understand. This, Jerry's friend might be Ted Lasso. <laughs> Jerry and his friend go back to enjoying the game. They hear the door open and see a small blonde boy with giant glasses has entered. <laughs> Oh no, I thought there might be some. <laughs> Wonderful decision. I thought there might be some fruits in here or something. I there. thought it was Kieran Culkin. <laughs> there are no treats in here, but I have a feeling that you are wise beyond your years and I have a lot to learn from you. Love is the most important <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> you should bet on a team that makes you happiest and do good things. Jesus Christ, he's right. <laughs> the boy leaves the room. He just walks out back into wherever he was before he came in here. <laughs> the little boy was just on the other side of that wall. He leaves the room, and Jerry and Jerry's friend are slightly stunned for a moment. Then they go back to the game. Ticket booth outside of a sporting event. Renee Zellweger is arguing with a woman named Laurel <laughs> who works at the ticket booth in front of the sports venue. Laurel is annoyed. It's like this is a fan script that was like, Avoiding copyright infringement in any capacity, <laughs> yeah. except saying Renee Zellweger. <laughs> uh, the woman works the ticket booth in front of the sport venue. Laurel is annoyed because Renee refuses to buy a ticket, but demands she gets inside the venue. Ma'am, just buy a ticket. This is an important game. You can't just walk in. The man I love could be in there. <laughs> I'm so excited to whip out my Renee. <laughs> it's been a little while since you Zellweg. Yeah. <laughs> and I love him, Laurel. I do. I love him for the man that he wants to be, and I love him for the man that he almost is. I love him. I love him. <laughs> and I need to get in there. Yeah, okay, so it's $20 if you would like to come in here. <laughs> and you can sort out the rest inside away from me. Laurel, you are very important to, the, to me. <laughs> I don't want to lose this friendship, but I have to run by the ticket booth now. <laughs> it would be great by now if you just did that. <laughs> Renee sprints past Laurel and into sports venue. Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden song plays while she runs. It starts to rain. It's very dramatic. For whatever reason, it's a long run from the ticket booth to inside the sports <laughs> venue. For whatever reason. <laughs> Interior lobby of sports venue. The Bruce Springsteen song has ended and Renee is gasping for breath in the lobby. God damn, that was a long run. <laughs> the small boy is entering the lobby. He just walked from wherever... <laughs> <laughs> now he's at the lobby and he sees Renee Zellweger. Mom! Small boy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the mother of you unless you're someone else's. I met that man that you, sh that you should marry so that he can be my dad. I love him. <laughs> the small boy takes Renee's hand and leads him to Jerry's booth. Interior, fancy booth that's some sort of sport you bet on. Renee and the small boy barge into the booth and Jerry and his friend jump. What the hey? <laughs> that's a, now that's how I know it's Tom Cruise. Uh, Oi, this is my mother and I think you should be in love. You taught me everything I know about love earlier, <laughs> so you must be right. You gotta be fair to her. She loves you. If you don't love her, you gotta tell her. Oh, don't worry, friend. I already decided I love her. 
<laughs> Jerry and Renee hold hands by the fountain that's also in the booth because it's fancy. <laughs> we should probably get married, don't you think? No, don't say that. Well, you can say that if you want to say that. <laughs> well, then let... Renee interrupts Jerry and runs back outside. Again, Bruce Springsteen's secret garden plays. <laughs> Jerry runs closely. There's no way someone's outrunning Tom Cruise in a movie. I'm <laughs> ticket booth outside of sporting event. Renee runs up to the ticket booth excited to see... She's excited to see Laurel. Laurel does not feel the same way. Laurel, we're getting married. Ma'am. For the love of God. Just then, Jerry catches up to Renee, who for some reason is now angry. I think I realized you don't actually love me and you only like sports or something along those lines. So this break is a break <laughs> up. <laughs> Renee turns and leaves. The small boy goes with her because it's been established she is his mother. <laughs> Interior, that fancy booth that's some sort of sport you bet on. Jerry and his friend are back in the booth. Their team is winning, but Jerry is noticeably sad. Your team is winning, but you're not jumping up and down, I noticed. <laughs> it's because of love. The small boy taught me that love is the most important thing and not the sports. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay is such a funny line with the capital O. And a non-capitalized Y. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, Jerry, 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 Jerry sits and thinks about life. <laughs> there is two minutes left in the game that he's watching, but he decides to go find Renee instead. Where are you going? The game is almost over. If you don't see the end, you don't get the money. I, I think that's how it works. I don't care. I love her. <laughs> Jerry runs out. <laughs> That's so funny if betting is like, if you don't witness how the actual bet happened, it's null and void. <laughs> we saw you blink as time expired. Tear up your ticket. Exterior, Renee's house. Or interior. All of Renee's family and friends are in the house. It's probably a holiday. Jerry busts busts into the room while they're all staring. Hello, it's me, Jerry, from earlier. <laughs> I have a really long speech prepared that the small boy helped me with <laughs> that I'm about to- Shut up. Just shut up. Jerry's sad that Renee told him to shut up. <laughs> so he turns to leave. You had me at hello. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> the small boy smiles knowingly. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I mean, that's basically it, though. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, none. That was so good. That wow, so it's good. like it's like this author saw radio and adjusted Jerry Maguire accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna remove. We have we're having a the Cuban Missile Crisis is happening. Never have I experienced such a perfect distillation of Cameron Crowe's. Uh, whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie, the category that this movie is, is romantic sports comedy drama family film. That's what it says. Ugh. That's the description of the film. Hey, you ever try and appeal to everybody and you could have just said Tom Cruise is in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to find who didn't who didn't write that. And I know, um, that was I will send him an email that's like, we're reading your script because it's really, really great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What a fun time. God, the, that was so the fun. The small boy just being like an oracle figure. Is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really nailed Jonathan Lipnicki in that movie. 
Uh, all right, once again, we're going to play a, a little game of discrepancy here on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what is the little boy's name? Oh, I forgot, like, Jay Moore is in this movie? <laughs> um, Ray Boyd. The little boy's last name is Boy. His name is wow. Ray. <laughs> Wait, the little boy's name is Ray? Yeah, 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 because he's Ray. blind. What is he, an oh. ex That's why he needs those thick glasses. His name was uh, uh, <laughs> Stevie Boinder. <laughs> But they decided to go with a different blind musician. <laughs> Ray Ray Boyd is the name of a guy that just got out of jail. <laughs> there's Dorothy, his mom Dorothy. There is oh, a yeah. Laure- there's actually a Laurel in this movie. Really? Bonnie Hunt plays Laurel Boyd. Oh. Um, there's Hunt. Chad the nanny. <laughs> this is when you could just name characters, and they Chad. didn't have to have complicated names yeah. like the protagonist or yeah. Robert J Oppenheimer. Right. They could have totally made up names. Yeah, this is my movie, Laurel, Almost Famous. Nanny. It's about a little boy <laughs> named Derek. <laughs> he writes for a magazine called Cream. <laughs> uh, so quick round here, discrepancy. Who won that last one? Tyler, you won that Tyler last one. So you pick first here. What do you think the difference? And y- you know what? This one will do a round of, do you think it's, it's, it's more, who do you think liked it more, the audience or critics? Okay. And you can both pick the same thing if you want, or you can pick varying. Who likes like. Jerry Maguire? I think better. the audience. What do you think is it. higher score, audience, audience. or critics? I, I think audience score has got to be higher too. And so, what do you think the difference is? Oh God, um, I'm gonna say like like 15 points. 15, Bailey, you want to go lower gonna, or higher? I'm gonna go a little lower. I was gonna, okay. I'm gonna say 13. Audience score. Audience score. <laughs> Seventy-nine percent. Oh, okay. Critic score, eighty-four percent. Wow. The critiques only ninety reviews of Jerry Maguire. Once again, hundreds less than Flaming Hot. Only ninety <laughs> reviews of, and I, I know two of the people who reviewed it are dead. So there's really only eighty-eight potential floating live reviews of Jerry Maguire on here. I'm surprised by that. I I thought for sure. Well, because back then yeah, the people only people who reviewed stuff were getting paid like for yeah. there were that you can tell how many newspapers were successful at any given time by yeah. how many '90s reviews uh. are on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I used to get like the Nintendo owned video game review magazine in the mm-hmm. '90s, and they always gave every game like four or higher. Yeah, all of them because they were the company that made the games made the magazine. <laughs> Turns out all of our games are great. You guys aren't gonna believe it, but this one is another fucking home run from us. <laughs> another Cameron Crow dinger. <laughs> Look, see, looks here from uh, Cameron Zanga.com slash C Crow Director69 said Jerry Maguire <laughs> is a three and a half out of five. I, I haven't been touched this much since wow, say I to, anything. The rest is behind a paywall. I haven't been touched this month since it's like get rid of your ad dot, blocker. Dot, dot. Um, all right, well, we got time for one more. I really would have thought it would have been audience score. I really thought so, too. One. But I think, wait, what was the discrepancy? What was five. The five points. Five, okay. Um, I'll let you guys pick here. Going into the break, would you rather do The Notebook or Mission Impossible? Oh. You both get one vote, no tying. The Notebook. Oh, let's do The Notebook. All right, we'll be right back with Cassie's version of The Notebook. <laughs> All right, we're back. 
Cassie has never seen The Notebook. This is called The Notebook 2.0. <laughs> I think this is good because we, we don't need another Tom Cruise movie right now. And this yeah. is really relevant with the Gosman in the news for kenning it up. Oh, yeah, Gosling. Um, here's a fun drag name, Jen Kennings. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> much better you than have... Byam Mialik. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my capitalistic uh, <laughs> drag name. <laughs> <laughs> Buy him, me like it. Uh, All right, that is, I think I think Jen Kennings is a good drag. Name. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on that one. You come up with really good drag. Your my favorite of yours that you ever came up with is Anonymity. Yeah, Anonymity. I think, I think is a really good drag yeah. name as well. I think about that a lot. Robert the drag queen. I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, Jen Kennings is good. Jen Kennings. That's yeah. really really good. That's funny. If anyone out there wants to take that. Venmo me one dollar. I think Ken Jennings should take it. <laughs> I think that'd be great if he hosted as Jen Kenning sometimes. <laughs> Francesca, um, Allie, and Sarah. Oh, there's three characters. All right, so we got this is the Notebook 2.0. We have Allie, we have Sarah, we have Francesca. Was expecting maybe a different character in here at some point. Um, all right, let me let me think here. <laughs> Bailey, you be Sarah. Okay. And Tyler, you want to be Allie and Francesca? Oh, you want to be Allie? You be Francesca. I think they they talk more, and I'll be Allie. Francesca? Yeah. You got it. I saw the big monologue and immediately bailed on uh. being Francesca. <laughs> and I'll be Allie. This is The Notebook, written by Cassie, based on The Notebook, which they have never seen. Great. Interior, school cafeteria, day. Allie, a slightly disheveled, clammy-looking 17-year-old girl, <laughs> rushes to the lunch table where her friend Sarah... Equally clammy. <laughs> oh clammy, but doesn't know it. <laughs> they get high. It's a real clam bake. <laughs> Sarah awaits. Allie places her lunch tray down in a hurry, spilling chocolate milk in, onto her cheese. Who am I, my Allie? Yeah. God damn it. I'm already spilling milk. <laughs> spilling chocolate milk onto her cheese sandwich. Don't cry. Shit. That's okay. It all ends up in the same place anyways. Allie sops up the chocolate milk with napkins. At least you get lunch money. My parents just pretend to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how embarrassing it is to eat tuna straight out of the can every day? Sarah, we have a problem. No, Allie, I have the problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're in 12th grade, and I still haven't had my first real kiss. <sighs> how I die to be tongued down by Noah Leibowitz. <laughs> Tongued down. So wow. Sarah stares into the sky, <laughs> falling into her own dreams. Imagine his hands cupping my perky little bosoms, me pressed against the lockers, and everybody watching, jealous. What's a guy like him doing with a girl like her? They say, but they'll never understand the love that we have. Sarah, the notebook, it's gone. Before we move on, I want. If, if you're making out with the girl by cupping both of her bosoms and pushing her <laughs> against a locker, I think you're bullying her. Yeah, no, that's harassment, yeah. Um, Sarah, the notebook, it's gone. Sarah adopts an inquisitive tone, looking directly at Allie. There's no way. It's impossible. I put the notebook in your book bag after second period. Well, it's not there now. I knew we shouldn't have brought it to school. We're such idiots. We we need, we need to find the notebook. If if anyone reads it, we'll be ruined. Maybe it fell in the hallway. Allie and Sarah get up from the table in a rush to begin searching for the notebook. They're met by Francesca, 
head cheerleader, <laughs> most popular girl in school. Looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> Francesca holds up the notebook, which is covered in paper mache magazine cutouts of various teen sensations. <laughs> Francesca, that's our notebook. Give it back. Ellie reaches for the notebook and Francesca pulls it back. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, finders, <laughs> keepers, losers, weep. We we ween. It's finders, keepers, <laughs> losers, weepers. You dimwit. What is this amateur hour? Losers are ween. <laughs> <laughs> finders, keepers, losers, ween. <laughs> Funny you would say that coming from a girl who's never even been to first base. <gasps> hey, you take that back. <laughs> never. I bet that Noah would love to get a glimpse of this notebook. Francesca, it's not funny. Those are private notes. Just give it back. Just give us back the notebook. <laughs> oh, they're private, all right. <laughs> Francesca climbs up on the lunchroom table, garnering the attention of all the other students. Hey, everyone, gather around for story time. <laughs> <laughs> Allie and Sarah exchange worried <laughs> looks as the students take heed, huddling around. Francesca clears her throat and begins to read from the notebook for the rest of this page. <coughs> it was a rainy day in the kingdom. Prince Noah was set to arrive on horseback. I was soaking wet and not just from the rain. The group of students laugh. I peered out of the window, awaiting Noah, whom I had agreed to share with my best friend. We were going to run a train <laughs> on him. Mm. I had spent hours practicing kissing techniques and couldn't wait to put them to real use with a real boy. And there he was, dark hair and a mustache, bouncing on the back of his horse. I could feel my heartbeat between my legs. Good thing mom's not home. I tossed a rope from my bedroom window and he climbed up. I then proceeded to wipe him down with my favorite <laughs> towel, offering him a Rice Krispie treat. What? He licked his lips and I asked, do you like what you see? He responded, snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> Students burst into laughter. Francesca, you bitch! Give me the notebook! Or what? What are you gonna do, Sarah? Write me into one of your dirty little stories as the ugly stepsister? Students, oh... That was great. <laughs> as, as Dolby surround sound kicks in at the theater, and Allie reaches for the notebook, Francesca leans back, falling off the table, and lands on her ankle. She shrieks in pain, and the notebook flies from her hands. Noah picks up the notebook. Yeah, no, no, Noah, pl please, Noah, don't don't read the notebook. Sarah becomes enraged, straddling Francesca while she's on the floor, wailing with an onpouring of open hand slaps. Ah, you fucking stool pigeon! You're ruining my life! You're a mean girl! I hate you, Francesca! Sarah's rage increases and she blacks out. <laughs> Cut to interior Sarah's bedroom night. Sarah snaps out of a trance. <laughs> she and Allie are sprawled out on the bedroom floor, each writing in their notebooks. Allie, I think I have the perfect boy for our next fantasy story. Dish. Noah Leibowitz. The two girls begin laughing nervously, hands over mouths, snorting. <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Significantly less dementia in that one. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No one said none. 
It's, it's, no, it's a nun. Just it's <laughs> kind of fun to, to read a script that is like not even close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very mean girls, very like sisterhood of the traveling pants ish sort of. Mm. I don't, I mean don't girls know. within the fact that there was a literal burn book. Yeah. The, well, the girls, girls are nice to each other in sisterhood of the traveling pants, or else I would say totally. Fine. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah. Mm, you're totally on there, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap this up here. Um, <clears throat> and once again, if you want to do a send a, if you've sent me a fan script and we've never done it, resend it. <laughs> I do not. I am so bad and at the organizing, and it, it, I'm just bad at it. And I'm trying, <laughs> but I'm bad at it. And so I don't know which ones we've done. If we've never done yours, info at neverseenitshow.com. I know I've asked this of people before, <laughs> but we're back with the fan scripts, and so send them back. We're gonna play one last game of discrepancy. Um, do you think audience or critics like The Notebook more? Audience, I think, probably. Yeah, I would agree, audience, probably. And now this is to win the whole podcast, so you get to promote any projects you're working on. <laughs> uh, Bailey, you go first. What percentage do you think the audience liked? They did. All, you're both correct there. The audience liked it more. What By how much? I'm going to say 18%. 18%. Tyler, do you think it's higher, oh. lower, or exactly, which would be a bold uh, guess? I think it's lower. I'm going to go 15 this time. Okay. Just a reverse of what we did last right. <laughs> Here we go. The Notebook. Critics score 54%. Wow. Audience score 85. Wow. 85. Wow. Way higher. Way higher. And uh, all right, Tyler, <laughs> if you get this right, you can all, you you tie Bailey for second winner of the podcast. <laughs> Name one of the five movies Rotten Tomatoes says you'll like if you enjoyed The Notebook. Oh, my gosh. One of the five movies that you would like if you like. You can the, use a lifeline, too. You can ask you anyone like in the, the room. The Notebook. I'm trying to think of other, like, Nicholas Sparks movies. A Walk to Remember. No. Oh. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any projects I'm working on anyway. <laughs> we are looking for his five movies you might like if you liked it. Love Actually, Elizabeth, The Golden Age. What is that? Hitch. Okay. About a boy. Okay. And Titanic. Titanic. Uh, none of those really. Feel it didn't say you will like. Particularly notebook. It says you might also like. You them. are guaranteed to like these films. Right. It's not like we'll put all of our. If you like, if you don't like these, you don't have to use ad block. You can use ad block <laughs> on our site, and we won't get pissed. <laughs> Excuse me, Johnny Cochran. I'd like to sue Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's fun to like uh, um, read reviews of a movie like The Notebook or something because it's really more favorably looked at now than it was maybe even when it came out. You know, really? it's like people really, really look back on and enjoy the notebook and yeah. for what it is. I don't yeah. think anyone thinks it's like but at the time it's being reviewed as like it's trying to win it be an award winning like romantic film. And so a lot of people are just like feels far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I loved the notebook when yeah. I was like in middle school. Like it was one of it was yeah. like the first purchase I ever made on, on like iTunes movies. It was the notebook. They should have gave it to us all like it was a U2 album. Uh, I so Or agree. they did with Hugo. Did you guys get Hugo for free? No. Somehow I got Hugo for free. Huh. Interesting. So I have Hugo. It's my only thing I own in iTunes did you ever is watch Hugo. It? Nah, who was getting in iTunes? I'm waiting until it comes to script streaming. <laughs> I'm going to wait till it's on Netflix. Then I'll watch it. Uh, well, hey, thank you so much to everyone who had not seen these movies. The Notebook, Pulp Fiction, 
Jerry Maguire. Uh, I appreciate it. Once again, if you want to submit a fan script, info at neverseenitshow.com. Ha- if you have submitted it and we have not done it, feel free to resend it. Um, I appreciate it. Four, five, three, two, seven, eight pages. Doesn't Those are all numbers you guys may recognize <laughs> if you're fans of math. It's, um, it's like Veep. It's like, do you know they're teaching Arabic math in our schools? Um <laughs> But thank you so much, Tyler Jackson, Bailey Norton. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, if you want to let everyone know if you got anything going on, what's going on with those sort of things, now would be the great time to do that. <laughs> uh, I'll be in Chicago at the end of August for some shows at the Laugh Factory. And uh, I'll be in Albuquerque in the middle of September for the Albuquerque Funny Fiesta. Ooh. Mm. That's fun. Great. Um, I, I mean, you can always just see who's bullying me on TikTok or Instagram at Bailey E. Norton. Also, I'm going to be at Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach, I think mid-August, doing some live art, which I'm excited about. Hamburger Mary's doing some live <laughs> art in there in the mid of August. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you be there? Um, right, great. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Once again, info at Never Seen It Show if you want to send a fan script. If you are in Los Angeles, I'm always doing movie trivia, sort of, the last Monday of every month. And on September 15th, I will be running the show about my brain disease, hard to say, at the Elysian Theater, Friday, September 15th. Really the only thing I got going up that wise, Los Angeles, August 5th, September, Jesus. That's why people don't come. I just can't. <laughs> September 15th, just find me online. You can find those things there. Thank you. That is it for us. For me, for Bailey, for Tyler, thank you so much. Find us online at Never Seen It Show on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, September 15th, I will be doing my show Hard to Say, a comedy show about all the least fun things. And I I, I would love to see you there. I actually have clips of it up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Never Seen It. You can get uh, some good clips uh, of the show in progress, but it's like I said, it's different now. I don't want to go all, all in talking about it again, but please, September 15th at the Elysian Theater in Los Angeles. This is my thing that I got. It's coming up. This is where my focus is at. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. 
and so with the venues that are emailing me and they're just it's going to be a really good time i hope to see you out thank you so much i hope you're enjoying the episode once again kyleairs.com slash shows uh y'all are the best thank you the absolute the best <laughs>